Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. We are back with our third consecutive victory Monday of the season. And I have to admit, this one feels a lot better than the others. And that's because your Miami Dolphins defeated the Buffalo Bills 21-19 on Sunday. We have lots to break down from this big AFC East matchup. But before we get into all that, let me welcome in my co-host, the greatest in the world, the one, the only, Jake Mendel. Jake, 3-0, baby. We just beat the Bills. How you feeling today? A quick programming note, Josh. You're you're a smart football guy, and I'm not I'm not going to put that up past you, but but there are people, people are saying that the Dolphins are actually 2-0 and and the Miami Heat are 1-0. That, I think, is where we should start. What do you have to say about that? Because I, I don't think basketball season starts for another month. I mean, I don't know why anyone wants to be talking about the Heat. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's cool, but, like, the Dolphins won yesterday. They're 3-0, and and holy cow, I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, man, and I love that you bring up the heat because I didn't see it during the game, but after the game, I mean, it just seemed like everybody from, you know, quote-unquote Bill's Mafia was just complaining about the heat down there. We saw the players cramping up. We always hear about the Dolphins, you know, having that home field advantage, having their side shaded, the visitors just blasting the heat, and that's exactly what happened. But you had fans calling for, you know, the NFL to call OSHA and different things like uh, they were going crazy because they, uh, I guess, just remember that there was a sun. Yeah, so... Full on Karen. So um, shout out to the sun. Shout out to whoever designed uh, Hard Rock Stadium, because, um, you know, that's not why the Dolphins won this game, but it certainly didn't hurt things, you know, when they have that home field advantage. If you can't handle me at my Sahara Desert Hard Rock Stadium, you don't deserve me at my frozen tundra Lambeau Field. I truthfully don't know what the difference is. Like if we can sit here and dread the Dolphins wearing these puffy hats and sitting in a snowstorm in Buffalo, this is exactly the same thing. Breaking news, <laughs> Josh, do you think do you think people in Buffalo forgot that in the South it's hot? They had to. I mean, that's why they were going down there, right? That's why they were getting... And to their credit, I mean, we live in the Northeast, Jake. It's kind of gloom around here. You know, we don't see the sun as much. I mean, they acted like it just came out of nowhere. And I just continue to see, you know, the baby from... Wasn't the sun and the Teletubbies, Teletubbies like a baby's yeah. face? So that, that's all I keep. To his face on that for like our. Uh, yeah, uh, the... it's probably been done, but we'll make sure we do that. Maybe we can make the Teletubbies each a player and put with their helmets on. We'll, we'll definitely. Like. All right, that's going to be the tweet. But uh, you have written down here the Joe Marino on Twitter. The weather for last year's Bills 35 nothing week two win over the Dolphins was basically the same temperature. And I heard that the heat last week or uh, week one against the New England Patriots was similar to this game. So, uh, you know, Bill Belichick flowed, flew down there, right? He tried to get his team acclimated, still led to loss the bills uh, i guess they were feeling a little bit too cocky and they ended up getting cooked but uh someone said they're gonna start calling the visitors bench That's jake fun. uh hell's kitchen <laughs> i actually like that a lot and i mean i think it's worth no again i we, we're starting with this it's a big joke because I, the dolphins are three and oh um for the first time in my life if you want to count I'm lying if you want to count like two-year-old me that, that can't comprehend a sentence i mean i can barely comprehend a sentence now but josh the first time in my life the Miami Dolphins are must-see football. They are at the top of the game. 
They're one of two 3-0 teams that were recording this before the Giants play on Monday night. And man, it's just so impressive how they are winning in all these different ways. And we started with the Heat. And I think the only proper segue, Josh, the, the biggest question I have you is um, we produce podcasts. We do a lot of content. Can you start a championship DVD with a butt punt? Is that is that possible? I don't know, man, but sign me up. I mean, some of the quotes coming from this, I'm just, I'm in tears. I mean, we had Ted Karras, right? I think he might actually play for the Bengals, so maybe we have a Ted Karras asking, but we used to joke about his sweaty towel, and then we called uh, Solomon Kinley Cheeks. I mean, this is the new Cheeks, right, man? I mean, um, we're talking about the punt. The Dolphins had their back against their own end zone, um, and Thomas Morstead just booted that thing straight in the Trent Shurfield's um Charmin I think tweeted at him you know joking and uh Tyree Kill after the game said um Sherfield is going to have to catch it with his butt cheeks next time because he has strong butt cheeks and then uh Sherfield also tweeted out at the end of the game that he had a W tattooed on the back of his cheeks so um Duke Raleigh said today man if this doesn't happen you know maybe they get great field position go down the field and the Bills end up scoring so maybe it's a blessing in disguise but let's start this Super Bowl championship DVD with the butt punt 100%. And it's so refreshing because that's that's a game that's a play the Dolphins lose. That's the same old Dolphins play, and the fact they were able to come, able to overcome it. Josh, there's a lot of different things, a lot of different you know um, work areas were destroyed. There was a lot of sweat everywhere. Uh but but Josh, where I want to let's let's start with that drive because I think that the game was kind of made on that drive right before the Dolphins got the ball back at their one yard line. And but in our pregame show, Josh, the one game we spoke about maybe positively of was Josh Allen's rookie year Charles Clay all alone in the end zone and he missed it on Sunday man Isaiah McKenzie was wide open on an outwire wide open and mute this part but I kind of felt bad because Josh Allen they played 91 snaps this dude could not put any mustard on that ball for it to get there and it just died like a duck so josh i want to start there with that drive holding up at the goal line because i think after last week the amount of yards they gave up to baltimore we saw xavier howard get torched we saw javon holland have you know not a great game that all changed man those guys they had some strong strong outings i mean josh allen you won't find anyone that's harder to take down and this front seven i mean melvin ingram deserves flowers trey flowers number 93 if you didn't know that yet that's not zach sealer's 92 that's trey flowers 93 these guys deserve a lot of credit man because that drive you stop the buffalo bills at the one yard line i mean that's just that leaves me speechless right there yeah and uh, i think 91 total defensive snaps correct i mean that's just absurd man um you're talking about the drive went 17 plays, 83 yards. Uh, the Dolphins stopped them at the two-yard line, I guess, technically. And you're right, man. I guess the first thought I had was, uh, well, I did tweet it, that he looked like he was skipping rocks because I was just thinking if this was Tua that tried that throw, you know, the entire world would be just losing their mind. Still but, talking about um, it. Yeah. So, I mean, I I guess part of me, if they would have scored there, you would have got to see what Tua could do in that situation. But um, you got to tip your hat to this defense, man. We mentioned 91 snaps. I mean, all game long, I mean, you saw someone step up, and it goes back to what we talked about last. Last week, I think they said how they bend, don't break, man. And, you know, when you can have a 14-play drive, okay, that one led to a touchdown. But a 20-play drive, you know, going 92 yards that results in a field goal. Then you have the turnover on downs later in the game. I mean, 
Um, I, and we can't even be remiss if we talk about that last play. I think Melvin Ingram hustled his ass off, man. You know, beat the mm-hmm. lineman, almost got the sack on Josh Allen, then chased the guy downfield, tackled him in bounds. I mean, it was just a roller coaster of emotions, but this defense stepped up. Again, 91 snaps against what many considered a juggernaut. I mean, everyone has excuses for why the Bills' defense was banged up, but that was a healthy offense, and the Dolphins, um, again, they bend, but they didn't break. And I think as we start to have the discussion, we're quickly approaching the quarter point of the season. You start to wonder, how can you win football games? I mean, Javon Holland, he had a rough week, too. He answered the call. Three pressures, 1.5 sacks and a forced fumble, two passes deflected. Played all 91 snaps. And then you can look at Melvin Ingram, who was brutal a couple penalties a week ago. Six pressures, a fumble recovery. We were looking for Jerome Baker's number 55, Josh, and we found it in the form of 83 snaps for 13 tackles. Half a sack, tackle for a loss, a pass defended, and a quarterback hit. So, Josh, I think when I look at this defensive unit, and this is such a tough game to tar- talk about because there's so much I want to hit on. This was a team, man, that you take out Zach Moss's, you know, 40-yard run, give or take, and, and this was a team that was allowing roughly two yards on the ground, man. This is a group that, if we're talking about how you can win football games, they're doing it different ways each and every week. The fact that there are different guys stepping up, I mean, that that's the most impressive thing to me, Josh. I'm curious, when you look at that defense, I mean, for the second week in a row, we had Xavier Howard, I think, really stumble on a pick six. I mean, who who answered the call? Who kind of missed, missed the door for you, Josh? Because, I mean, outside of Xavier Howard uh, missing a pick six for the second week in a row, I mean, this seems like a unit that it's never going to give up. No, man. That's, I think Holland even said at the end of the game, he's like, we're never going to give up. It's not over till the fat lady sings. I think Christian Wilkins said something to the similar beat. So, I mean, this defense just scratches tooth and nail, finds a way to overcome victory. I think if we went into this game, you know, this weekend, we said, oh, hey, man, Josh Allen's going to throw 91 times. We'd think they'd, he'd have, what, Ooh. six, seven hundred? He'd have like a season's worth of yards and touchdowns. But, I mean, again, um, it's just a testament. You mentioned Xavier Howard. He looks scrappy. You know, he did drop another interception. Holland also dropped an interception and hit him right on the hands. And now that I think about it, Brandon Jones might have also had one. Either way, the Dolphins right had missed opportunities. Helmet. Both teams did. But um, yeah, but Xavier Howard, man, I mean, he was playing scrappy. I think he had a German suplex on Stefan Diggs earlier in the game, yep. got that, you know, penalty that kept the drive alive. But um, heading into the half, man, it was a 14-14 game. And I mean, at the beginning of this entire thing, you would have felt pretty good, you know, heading into the half at that. But uh, tat tip to Melvin Ingram, man, ever since he's been brought into Miami. I mean, he's just playing all over the field. And Javon Holland, he answered the call like we asked him to. Couple plays, Josh, before we switch over to offense, I want to get your thoughts on. Uh, Mike McDaniel challenged the play early in the game where Stefan Diggs, I mean, this is the most like technical. Like, if you want to have like a debate about a football play, this, this is a play to do it because Stefan Diggs catches it kind of, it's bobbling. He rolls to the ground. Xavier Howard, I think he touched his ankle, but as he's going to the ground, he's moving the ball. He goes to try to, like, I, I guess, uh, guide himself to the ground and the ball flips out sits on the ground and at the time man I don't think anyone really thought of it you know hey it was it was after the play he completed the catch but you watched it a couple times and you kind of saw what Mike McDaniel was aiming for despite the fact that it didn't go their way see the way I see it is it's just a weird rule by the NFL because I mean he did graze his what like knee like 
But to consider yeah. that a tackle, I mean, it's just, I guess it's more to the league. But I, I had no issue with Mike McDaniel challenging that play early on. Um, Again, the replay did clearly show that Xavier Howard touched him. But then at that point, I mean, there looked like there were situations where he wanted to challenge different things. I think there was a, I don't know, could he challenge that one play? There was a, a safety, at least some people think it was a safety, where he, uh, uh, Josh Allen was in his own end zone, uh, tried to check it down to, I think, Singletary. Yeah. Looked like that could have been a safety. Looked like he wanted to challenge that. But I mean, at that point, you know, you only have one challenge left in the game. You don't want to lose another timeout because um, I guess if I did have to have one gripe with this game, it would be the way they managed the clock because it did seem like um, in that second half, was it, did they not burn two timeouts like pretty relatively soon? And uh, I mean, those things could have- the third early Yeah, clock, and yeah. at that point, I mean, you could have needed those, but they did need that. And I mean, again, it's testament to how well that defense played. All around great effort by everyone. I got to mention Keon Cross, and he had a pass breakup. Um, you know, I don't know where we're at in our rundown. When we do these rundowns, we are so scatterbrained, and we just want to talk <laughs> about everything that comes on our mind. I know I do, but Keon Cross had a nice uh, pass breakup in the end zone. Gabe Davis looked like he had a sure touchdown, and Crossing came in and break that up. And, I mean, that play. touchdown would have been the difference. And that's that's kind of the point here, Josh, is that no matter what the situation is, the Dolphins had different guys step up. Uh, the Dolphins' first play, uh, drive on offense, fifth, uh, five plays, 13 yards, penalties kind of derailed it. But, Josh, I think, you know, this, this game was headed in one direction. Buffalo gets the ball back. Uh, they're pinned deep around their own 12-yard line, but, you know, you get the ball, you're up 7 nothing, and all of a sudden, man, Josh Allen, like, we spoke about it. I mean, we, we joke about the heat, but, like, Josh Allen loves playing in Miami. This is a dude who won the AFC Player of the Week honors twice after playing at Hard Rock Stadium. This is a dude that the Bills beat the Dolphins 35 to nothing last year in the same weather. But, man, Javon Holland with that sack of Josh Allen – Fumble recovered by Melvin Ingram. That just, I think, turned the whole play game around, Josh, because all of a sudden it was pretty easy to go three plays, six yards, and get a touchdown. We're doing it. We're getting set, scatterbrained. So, Josh, I want to stick on the defense just for a second. The fake spike at the end of the half. Josh Allen, they're, I think they're just trying to get a little closer in the field goal range. Man, what on earth happened here? Uh, Bills are driving down, trying to, you know, break a 14-14 tie. I think, man, uh, you know, Josh Allen snaps the ball. All of a sudden, he hooks it out to Stephon Diggs, and, and the half ends. And I think the one question I wanted to ask if I was watching the game with a bunch of people, how do you not, once you, like, dribble it in your hand a little bit, just slam it on the ground? Yeah, Jake, I mean, that's anyone's guess. I mean, it looked like that thing was, you know, a hot potato or something, the way he was handling it. And I guess maybe he would have thought if he tried to spike that thing to the ground, it might have still been a fumble. I don't know. But uh, they had some pretty uh, questionable issues you know whether it be that before the half or the one you know at the end of the game I mean uh, it just looked like they were they need a few more seconds and this game could have been a different outcome it's really cool because the Dolphins all of them uh, they were wearing um, uh, we want it hotter down here something along those lines short shirts and, and that's kind of what we saw happen to the Bills man this was a team that just was not ready to play in the heat uh, they come out of the half 20 plays 87 yards in 10 minutes and kick a field goal and as weird as that sounds man I, I think that's kind of where they started to unravel a little bit because they come out on the next drive after the Dolphins three plays eight yards a, a buck 40 of time Zach Moss boom 43 yard run they get to fourth and four at the Miami 20 and Josh Taylor Bass misses a field goal wide left and all of a sudden man that changes everything and I don't know about you but this bias or this idea of Tua just being a fourth quarter winner just takes center stage because end of third quarter, then Bass misses the field goal. Next drive, six plays, 72 yards, a Tua tongue below it touchdown. I mean, Josh, take me through this drive. Take me through the third and 22 deep pass to the middle to Jalen Waddle. 
Tell me about this drive. What made it so special? Yo, first, I want to get your thoughts on that block and that field goal because it wasn't blocked, was it? I don't think they ever said it was. At first, I thought Justin Bethel got a piece the way it looked, but I think he just shankopotamus it, right? I think there was a shankopotamus in the arena. Better them than us, right? I mean, we did call a missed field goal. We did say it would come down to that. I, I drew it up exactly like this. I mean, didn't the Bills <laughs> Bills at 40 minutes and 40 seconds of possession? Dolphins 19-20. But man, Tua talking about low. I mean, we talk about, you know, him being a gamer. You know, you say that quarterbacks have it, you know, they rise to the occasion with the game on the line, and that's exactly what he did. Uh the touchdown to Crawlcraft was one of his, I think, one of his better touchdowns that we've seen from second consecutive touchdown for Crawlcraft. Um, promoted him to the active roster so they can no longer put him on the practice squad. But this thing, I mean, this two threw a laser. I mean, it looked like Buzz Lightyear going after, what was his name, like Sergeant Zord or whatever the heck the bad guy is. I mean, he... Zerg, excuse Zerg, you. Sar yeah. Sergeant, what? Yeah. Sergeant. Emperor Zerg? What's funny, is I, what's funny is I had the Emperor. I even said it like in the mirror before we came on here. Like I had it down, but I completely whiffed. But that throw was just great anticipation. I mean, right on the money. And then the third and 22 throw, man. I mean, everyone talked about his arm strength, you know, talked about whether or not he could do it. I mean, he looked at safety off. I think he said he saw quarter coverage, looked the safety off to the left, looking at Tyree Kill, and then just threw an absolute dot. So, um, I mean, through three games, man, I don't think there's nothing that Tua could do differently at this point that, you know, could extend any of our expectations. I mean, he has been money these first three weeks, and um, he came back from what looked like, a, you know, a pretty serious injury. So, um, you know, you got to tip your hat there as well. That drive, man, six plays, 72 yards, four minutes. That's when the Dolphins took the lead for good early in the fourth quarter. And I think people forget this drive started at Miami's 28. Tua started with a 32-yard completion to Jalen Waddle. Like, that's just how the drive straight up started. Obviously, then some penalties took over. And, man, this was a – like, people are talking about Buffalo dealing with their injuries, but, I mean, and the heap. I mean, Miami was in the same boat, right? They're playing in the same sun. I mean, you have someone like Greg Little act acting like a Lego figure. It seemed like every minute he had to just pop off the field. You just would pop his arm out of it or his hand out of his little armhole, and then you'd pop a new hand in there, and he'd be good to go. Uh, Josh, Miami's highest-graded player in this game, Robert Hunt, according to Pro Football Focus, with a grade of 94 overall. He played so mostly right guard, but when Little was out there trying to, you know, fix his hand, which, dude, I mean, being an offensive lineman, though, that's a quick way to mess up your hands. The way you just get caught in jerseys and it just starts to bend one way or another. All the respect to him for coming in and out there, man. But that drive, the pass to Waddle, and then surprisingly enough, Josh, Sunday was a Chase Edmonds day. After we went so long without talking about him, thinking, hey, this is going to be a Raheem Mostert game, there's Chase Edmonds up center stage being the guy to score two touchdowns. And, Josh, how do you feel about the usage of the running back so far? Uh, Chase Edmonds, week one, he was the guy, right? 67% of rushes were him, 12% uh, of target share. Then last week, man, that dwindled right down to 30% of rushes, 6% target share. This week, against the Bills, it bumped back up a little bit. Uh, 40% of the running back share, 5% of the target share, two touchdowns, six carries, 21 yards. I played him on two fantasy teams, but Josh, tell me what you're thinking about this running back group, the usage. Obviously, it looks like you sat Chase Edmonds, so good for you. Hi tell me a little bit about it. Definitely not good for me, but I think it's kind of what Mike <laughs> McDaniel said all along. I mean, I have no issue with the way they're using it other than, again, if you have one of them in fantasy, because I mean, they're riding the hot hand, they're you know, whatever's working, whoever's having success, they're sticking with. I had no issue with this being a Chase Edmonds game other than, yeah, I felt like an idiot because I sat him in fantasy. He had two touchdowns, only six carries. So, I mean, there's still more, you know, 
they can still put more on his platter and we can see, you know, what he can truly become. You mentioned Robert Hunt being that highest graded um, offensive lineman. Dolphins have, according to pro football focus, Ryan Smith, Dolphins have five top 10 offensive players at their respective positions and overall grades through three weeks. Robert Hunt second to a fourth, Jalen Waddle fourth, Tyreek Hill sixth, and Teron Armstead 10th. And just to go back to Jalen Waddle, he uh, caught what four of six targets for 102 yards, had that massive uh, 45 yard reception on that third and 22. His he is now has 123 career receptions through 19 games. That's the second most in NFL history, only behind Odell Beckham Jr., who is first with 141, and his 342 total yards through the first three weeks is second in all-time Dolphins history. So I had to make sure I got those stats out there because Jalen Waddle, I mean, we all look at Tyreek Hill. We all know what he brings to this offense. I mean, he's opening things up for Jalen Waddle, but uh, Jalen yep. Waddle on paper, you know, some might think he's just speed. That dude is more than just speed. He can go up, get that ball, and just has been a damn playmaker, man. So um, that offense has a lot of playmakers, a lot of talented guys that are finally, finally, finally getting noticed by the national media. One of my themes, Josh, throughout this entire year, uh, third down percentage, right? How are the Dolphins doing on third down? What kind of positions are they getting themselves into? And <laughs> third down efficiency, the Bills were 11 of 18. Miami was three of eight. But that throw to Waddle, that that just kind of changed everything. Um, You know, not only are you kind of not expecting your team to convert a third and 22, but if you look at that play and look at some screenshots, Tua's IQ, man, is out of this world. He leads the league in QBR, and and if you want a perfect example, he didn't lead him into the sun where Jalen Waddle would have instantly melted. He led him right into the shade for the nice 44-yard completion like a smart QB should do. Yeah, Jake, and while I'm sitting here watching Tua ball out, I mean, I had to be honest, um, it, I, I loved every second of it, and then he took that hit, man, and it looked like his head hit the ground. They're saying it's a lower back injury. I think the league's investigating, but I'm going to be honest, man. I My heart just sunk to my stomach because I remembered when we did our preview show, thanks to everyone that downloaded this episode. I mean, I don't know about you, man, but you see these numbers are definitely going up. But um, I know I felt like I kind of jinxed it talking about that Jesse Davis thing. So um, as soon as I saw him get hit, as soon as I saw him go out of the game, I saw Teddy Bridgewater in there, which I hope we never have to see again. I definitely felt guilty and I felt like a jinx for sure. This is Advertiser Content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are... It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hidden. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Did anyone look like they wanted to be at Hard Rock Stadium less than Teddy Bridgewater? No. He looked like the kid who, you know, you have four people working on an assignment. 
And then it's your day to present and all the other three kids, one's at band, one's out sick, and one has football practice. And you have no idea what your assignment is on, dude. He looked absolutely miserable out there. And as, you know, the fan favorite, you know, local kid coming home, he threw two passes and I thought the game was over. I thought all the hope was out the window because he he just looked like he was ready to go home, go do something else, go play Call of Duty or whatever it may be because he just was not feeling it. Yeah, and I was telling you before we came on the show, like my first thought was, okay, it's okay. We get to see Skylar Thompson, you know, get him some live action. Nope, he was uh, he was inactive for the game. So, dude, if we would have had to sit there through Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, there was once a time, once upon a time when, you know, I thought he could come in here and be a starter. But, man, he did look like he was not interested. And that offense just looked like they weren't interested. But he did look the part, man. I mean, he has the sweet visor. I think he had like an arm sleeve on. Like, he looks like we probably would if we got a chance to like suit up and go out there. <laughs> but then once you see all these uh, big dudes coming at you and pass rushing you, you're just like, oh, I don't know that I want to be here. But a uh, hat tip to Tua for coming back in the game. Again, their Santa lower back injury, which I don't know if you saw it, Jake, but he definitely got snapped back on a quarterback sneak. And then uh, to me, it was just the way his head hit and then to get up and stumble around. I mean, it looks scary as hell being a Dolphins fan. We said Merrick's our fake doctor, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I am a doctor. We should have um, asked him. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but this is also going to sound awful, but it looked like the good old fashioned, like if you want to use like the 1970s science of football, oh, he just had his computer restarted. He was just shaking off the cobwebs. That's the kind of the situation that played out here. Obviously, Tua, the team, they came out and said it was a lower back injury and that's what loosened up the legs and that, they're, that be, they're being even, investigated. <laughs> that seems even weird to say loosening the legs, but yeah, they're, they're being investigated. Uh, there was an independent doctor that cleared him. The fact that one, like, it's so hot and you're moving around so much. Like I was kind of annoyed that bills got this at the end of the game, but like instead of a timeout, just be like, Hey man, can, can I have a minute? Can you give me like one minute just to like chill out? Cause I think that's really what Tua needed to calm down. I'm, I'm not going to be a doctor. There could be something seriously wrong. He could still be concussed for all I know. Uh, but man, this looked like a player who was focused, who was back in the game. Um, as soon as he came back out on the field, I mean, he was out there before halftime, just cheering up the crowd. I love it. Cause I think it was Marv Albert. who's was like, two is still in the locker room being uh, checked out. And I'm just refreshing Twitter of everyone going nuts that he's back on the field. Uh, so man, I don't know what to think about this injury. Um, I'm happy he came back. He came back and he looked well. He didn't, come back and look like someone who was ready just to you know do whatever he can to keep his team alive even if that meant throwing pick sixes I mean he tried he definitely tried but Josh Allen did the same thing so I'm not gonna get too caught up on that but man oh my heart my heart dropped really really far seeing that injury but all things considered they can investigate all they want but I don't think the Dolphins will get charged with anything because it was an independent doctor that said hey man you're good you're right it's a lower back injury your legs got a little loose we're going to tighten those up and you're good to go right that's that's how doctor yeah no that's exactly how they work I'm just uh, <laughs> I think I'm just impressed with when he did come back you know again we talked about all the yep. significant passes he made um I mean he made some big time throws it almost was like you know they did his computer did just reboot and he was you know on a whole another level I um, got to throw this out there. They did just release the injury report. Again, it's a day after, you know, a brutal game against the Buffalo Bills. But Armstead, Seaton Cotter, Xavier Howard, Rob Hunt, Melvin Ingram, Brandon Jones, Hunter Long, Tua Tungavaloa, and Jalen Waddle did not participate. Raekwon was limited. Javon Holland was limited. Darth Cater was limited. Sealer and Cedric Wilson limited. So again, uh, put into that with whatever you want. But um, it did sound like today that I think Mike McDaniel said, you know, outside of anything, there was nothing out of the norm or, you know, extreme to Tua Tungvaloa is after that game other than, you know, just the regular bumps and bruises. So hopefully he's ready to go. But again, a short week, you just never know. And 
the Dolphins sound like they will have a contingency plan in place if they have to use it. Just reading these stats, man, this win is just so impressive. No team in week three had less time of possession than Miami at 19 minutes and 20 seconds. That right there would horrify me that, oh, no, our defense is getting gassed. You know, they're on the field all game and, and they just answered the call, man. I can't. I think we even had a podcast titled, you know, we're not talking enough about the defense, right? We're not giving them their flowers. And this is that perfect example, man, that this squad is an absolute wagon um, when they're needed to be. Uh, a couple more stats I want to run through is that Miami finished with more points than half the teams that played Sunday, despite only 20 minutes of time. Josh, since the last the start of last season, the Bills are now 0-6 in games decided by eight points or less. The other winless team in that span is the Texans at 0-6-1. To me, man, that just means that you're either in the same ring as Buffalo or you're not even close. I don't look too much into that. It's just impressive as hell. Tua also beat a quarterback that didn't have an O in his name for the first time in forever, in his last name in the first time in forever, so that's impressive. Uh, but Josh, you just mentioned Cedric Wilson, and that's someone I want to talk about. Mostly because River Craycraft called up for the third time. He can no longer be placed on the practice squad. But second game with a touchdown, we all checked it off our bingo cards. We knew it was coming. Tua into triple coverage, nailing River Crawcraft for a touchdown, man. I still can't hear it. Uh, can't get enough of it. So tell me about that play. Tell me about River. Um, And all of a sudden, is Miami's number three wide receiver is someone who's not even on the 53-man roster? Man, it seems that way. I mean, I think at this point they have to make sure they have him locked up. We did see Trent Sherfield. You know, he played again another part of that role that we we I think we suggest on the pregame. You know, Cedric Wilson couldn't go. We could see more Sherfield. I think Wilson played only five snaps. Hopefully, at some point we get to see Eric Ezukoma in there. But River Crawcraft made the mo- River Craycraft made the most of that one target, eleven yards. And again, Tua just put that thing right on the money. Jake, you mentioned those different stats. Ben Volan, I hate that I'm even giving him the time of day, but he put in the last 16 years, NFL teams are 2-106 and 106 when being outgamed by at least 275 yards. The two wins were the Dolphins versus the Rams and the Dolphins versus the Bills. So, um, you know, again, that Buffalo Bills offense got 500 yards nearly offensive, uh, got 500 yards offensively, but the Dolphins defense, when it mattered most, you know, bend and break, man. And it's just, I, I just love to see it. You know, last week we had the offense step up. This week it was a defense. And man, when you're looking at three and oh, one of the best teams in the league, it's not it's not gonna be your quarterback, right? You it's not them gonna be doing everything. It's not gonna be Tua, uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. It's gonna be the absolute squad. So, man, as we start to wrap up here, the the tickers going on, we're on to Cincinnati. We're looking. I mean, who Josh? Did you see the Tyreek Hill video? Did you see that where he called out Eli Apple? That's incredible. I'm so like in years past, I'd be like, man, I don't want my players shaking the trees, but but someone I owe you, boy. He said, I owe you, boy. <laughs> Dude, I cannot wait to see what that is because that's another thing, too. Like, there were some players that were not used, like, nearly, like, I can't say that, I guess, because Tyreek Hill is still out there running fast-paced, like, at game speed for most of those snaps anyway. But, like, there are guys who weren't utilized to their potential, and I'm excited to see what that looks like on Thursday against a Bengals team that, Josh, I don't know, man, they just beat a pretty good team in the Jets. So I don't know what to think about that one. It took down Joe Flacco. But they, they're they 1-2. and two. You know, they were in the Super Bowl last season. You know, they have Joey Burr, and they're going to be wearing those white jerseys. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? You saw those white, like, alternates that they're wearing. So, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> We 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 Jesus step back on track kinda, but I do want to apologize to everyone that hey, this this show might have been a little over the place, but that's what the Dolphins win was, right, Josh? This was a game where the unexpected happened. We had butt punts, 
We had fake spikes, and it was just a fun time to be a Dolphins man, Josh. I'm very excited to see where we go from here. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday with Merrick Brave. We'll be that will be our preview show for the week. It's usually our turn the page day, but playing on Thursday night football, we ain't nobody got time for that. So, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. I cannot say it again. I'm sorry that the show was a little all over the place. There was just a lot of talk about a lot of things happened yesterday. And most importantly, man, the Miami Dolphins are 3-0. and Check your pulse, baby. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins.